0: Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports Now you're welcome along, football show So Graeme Hunter will be with us later this hour There were shameful scenes at the Madrid derby last night And it's been the uh, culmination of a rather strange week in Spanish football Started with Real Madrid's game against Mallorca And Vinicius Junior accused of showboating and then it bubbled on to the TV talk shows, which are so popular in Spain, and things were said which were not good. And then Vinicius Jr. released a statement on Friday about the racism he encounters. And then on Sunday night, last night, Real Madrid, by the way, won 2-1, maintaining their 100% record in Liga. But the uh, scenes of racism last night uh, were shocking. There were fans holding up... Uh, monkeys in Real Madrid uh, jerseys, puppets at the game and uh, chance like you wouldn't believe or, well, like you would believe. And uh, it's been awful, really, in so many ways. So Graham Hunter is going to join us later on to explain all. Also with us, another it's a Scotland takeover, actually, on the football show this evening. Pat and Evan, hello. How
1: are you doing? Um, I'll be listening in for Graham because he's always worth listening to and He's always got his finger in the pulse over there in Spain. He's a fantastic man to talk to. You've got the right man there.
0: Yes. Well, it's been a saga over there so he'll tease it out for us and explain it to us. Uh, I might touch on uh, Scotland given that we uh, play Scotland obviously on uh, Saturday now but the weekend just gone curtailed uh, for obvious reasons. We should touch on Arsenal because uh, we often overlook them and they're still here. Seven games in top of the table 18 points to Man City's 17 kind fixture list notwithstanding There is a real sense of progress about Arsenal at the moment. A real sense that Mikel Arteta uh, has um, more than proven himself in the short term. Uh, I guess how good they're going to be this season is the interesting question. How much we can read into these seven games is the interesting question.
1: Well, first of all, what was a great thing is the way the club stood by him when they had the rocky patch initially. Mm. Um, And he, he knew what he was doing. He understood there was a period of time it would take to completely change the it's got to say ethos. It's not ethos, just the pure style of the team that he was playing. Um, you know, and he made himself, obviously, how strong a character he was, personality he was by, you know, getting rid of some, what were the biggest names and saying, no, don't need them. I need people who work my, my way, uh, effort uh, the way that he needs it, but technically the way he needs it as well. Um, and it's been great to see, A, Arsenal as a as a, as a, a team and a, and a club, standing by him. And then allowing them to slowly but surely build it, and it's brilliant. It really is good to watch. And when you mentioned, notwithstanding the, you know that it's a fairly easy fixture list, although you know they're not that many easy games in the Premier League. But they've had one really obvious tough one, and they get beat. you know, So Man mm-hmm. United. So you know people will hold off getting excited about it. But taking nothing away from the fact that they are, and you know, got a lot better stick, which I'm used to. Uh, where I said, you know, you know, slightly Man City light, as it were. That's not meant to be a term of abuse. That's meant to be a really positive thing. Um, and if you keep on going with this, I mean, at the weekend there they did it without Odegaard. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's plenty of people are saying Odegaard's their their main man. You know, the one that it plays around and he's the one that keeps the, you know, the style going. But you know, without him, they still managed to do it and and cruised along to what was a. In the end, a really easy and a really dominant victory against a team that's proved you know, a really tough nut to crack, particularly down at Brentford.
0: And not least for Arsenal, because they lost the corresponding fixture last season. So that's always a nice juxtaposition when you're trying to figure out progress.
1: Yeah, and one of the tough things about uh, London, if, you've, if you're Arsenal, or Spurs, Chelsea, West Ham, Fulham now, Brentford, there's so many derbies. And every one of them, you know, it's not a famous derby, Brentford versus Arsenal. But it is for Brentford. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. It's for them. They're going to give you everything. And certainly can remember times playing in the top league when you realise you've got five or six derbies a season. And it, it does make a difference because every one of them is a battle. But it, they didn't allow it to become a battle because they controlled it so incredibly well. And um, loved the way they did it. Brentford aren't, aren't a bad team at all. Um, but every question that they were asked by Brentford, they had a, what looked like a very, very simple answer for. So, now, loving watching Arsenal just now. And the suspicion is they will just get better. That's the nice thing about it. It, They don't look as if they are close to being, you know, what they would think of as the the finished article, what Arteta's trying to get them. So, you know, it's brilliant. Maybe one, maybe downside about it, if, and it's still a big if, they become the closest challengers to Man City. And I I think that's a huge if at the moment. It's certainly, I don't know if that'll be the case this season. But the the similarities in in the play, in this the one thing I love the way Man City. I'm such a big fan of Man City, and many of us are. But we don't want only one system working in English football, and I suppose that's why it's kind of good news that Spurs are up there as well because mm-hmm. they play in a very, very different way. Um, but for my, for Arsenal and Arsenal fans, and actually I was sitting watching a game with an Arsenal fan the other day there, and the excitement of those Arsenal fans just now actually. A banger lad, actually. He was <laughs> watching the, the game with us. And uh, it's been a long time, I think, since the Arsenal yeah. fans have... They've had exciting the moments and, you know, they've got close and there's been cups. I think this, this feels like something different.
0: Well, the, the, like... the, yeah, it, I think it does. The Emirates has been almost a site of recrimination or else no atmosphere whatsoever for about a decade. And, and you can sense this palpable um, excitement at the moment. On the uh, parallels between how Man City play... And how Arsenal play. I mean, I, it's funny you say that because I did have the thought watching Arsenal at Old Trafford when Arsenal had the ball and Zinchenko would pop into midfield and Jacka would push on, and I was thinking, I'm just watching Man City here. I mean, this is <laughs> like, this isn't even uh, subtle. No, no, it's not. And uh,
1: but it's not a bad thing. But it's also. You know, the the way they recycle the ball in a certain way, the pace they do it at, the way they drag teams, the way they will not be drawn into, you know, the fights that other teams will get drawn into, the fearlessness of every single player on the ball, wanting it all the time. Um, And it's clearly, it's been worked on hard. Mm. It it sounds so simple. It's a really hard thing to do because you need players that are technically good enough to be able to do that um, and brave enough to do it all the time, not just when they fancy it. And when it goes wrong, it doesn't matter you keep on doing it until you get really good at it. And that's, that's it took Pep a little while to get it going at Man City. The one thing I suppose he'll know, Arteta, and which Pep's known, is that it's, it's an evolving thing. People think it's a one simple way to play football. It's not, it's an evolution thing. If you find one set of ideas are, are not quite working, you need to be able to slightly evolve it. Now, it's kind of easy to evolve it. If you can get Erling Haaland to go and step into your team, that's fine. Um, but if you have to find other ways of doing it, and mm. it's I, I love the way they're doing it. It's an exciting time. It's it's going to be hard for them to stick with uh, Man City all the way. Yeah, but I'm already looking forward to that game. I mean, I mean it could actually be really dull, couldn't it? <laughs> it actually could be dull. I, I'm, I suspect I really look as a, almost as a game of chess. I'm looking forward.
0: Yeah, to. I'm. I'm not sure if it's a consequence of the documentary All or Nothing, but. Edu, as technical director, you know, kind of increasingly feels a part of the fabric of what they're doing. And you look at their signings in Fabio and Jesus and Zinchenko for 80 million net versus spending almost the same amount just on Pepe a couple of years ago. And you think, well, they're sorting things out across the board here. So, and not to mention, I don't know what you were doing in 2007, but Ethan Nuannery was being born, Pat. I
1: know. Um, And the fact that they've got, that's not for sure they're doing that you know bringing in a 15 year old that's a right he's going to be good enough and um, we're, we're going to try and get him as you know integrated as quickly as possible i have to say i did laugh out loud when i heard that um he's allowed to play in the team but he's not allowed to change in the same changing rooms yeah because of child protection issues <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. that's a different that is a completely different world <laughs> uh, but you don't you don't get a game at 15 unless they absolutely believe in it. The, the slight concern would be, um, there have been a lot of players that have started very, very early and become good players, you know, become okay. But because you get stuck in there at that age, everyone thinks, oh my goodness, you've got to be unbelievable. And there's usually a number of reasons why you get that early a start. A, you're very good. Mm. B, either you're unbelievably quick or C, you've kind of matured physically a little bit quicker than others at that age. Usually need all those things, but it doesn't mean to say that somebody's not going to overtake you in a couple of years. Yeah, um, but he's got a chance to be a really good player. And the t- the technical sides of it interest. We've not seen enough of him yet. Obviously, I think he'd won tackle in the <laughs> game, but it's just to say get used to. it. And we've all seen it. We've all played in teams where well. you know the guy's not quite ready yet, but they're saying to him, "This you got to learn this side of it." You know, standing beside everybody, mm. the pressure that you're putting on, walking on that pitch. You know. There's going to be a lot of media speculation about them. You've got to learn all that stuff. And sometimes some people crack when you get it younger and you have to take them them out of it. But some people, and I think most really quite early, if you're good enough and you're capable enough, nothing phases you after that because that is your life. That is what you're born into. Like anyone listening tonight, think of who you were when you were 16, 17, 18, 19. Whatever you done then, stood you instead for the rest of your life you could do it then you can do it forever um, and that's one of the things about professional football but if you wait till you're 21 sometimes that's you know slightly panicky you're not sure about yourself you've waited so long mm. it's, it's a really good thing when it works if you give them that chance really early
0: yeah it's interesting I'd, uh, I'm sure he's been asked many times I wonder in hindsight does Theo Walcott think it helped him being brought on that World Cup fiasco uh, all those years ago or not but uh That's a different case study entirely. Football on off the ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.
1: He had an amazing ability to wind up even though he didn't speak English. I liked him actually, I enjoyed it. You know, he's a tough guy and he was aggressive and he was he was angry.
0: Subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Uh, Spurs 6, Leicester 2. So Son comes on. I mean, Antonio Conte must be thinking this makes me look so good. I mean, this is perfect scenario. Son does his thing and scores his hat-trick in 14 minutes and Spurs run away with the game. I'm curious for your read on Brendan Rodgers because it did feel like a couple of weeks ago he tried the old Scott Parker routine and was critical of the owners and almost said... Guys, give me the 10 million. I'll go. You'll be happy. Let's wrap this thing up. And he's uh, he's still there. Uh, you wonder what Rogers is thinking is, what is his investment in the project is. Is he thinking, God, if this continues and I'm increasingly associated with these hammerings as opposed to winning the FA Cup and doing a good job, it's not good for my reputation. Maybe I am better off out of here. Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to get a read on where he is and, and even Leicester at large that they're what? Uh, one point, their worst a tough flight start since 1983. They've conceded 22 goals in seven games. It is an uh, all-out crisis at the moment.
1: It doesn't help when you've, you're losing good players during the summer. Um, add on top of that, other players are beginning to fade, specifically Jamie Vardy. Uh, for a long time, they've not completely relied on... But he's been a massive part of it, I mean, mm. a gigantic part of it. And the expectation he would be you know, well in the double figures towards 20 and above... Every season, and it doesn't look like that now. Uh, it's, it won't give you less effort, but it's just you know naturally that happens. Um, and the real shame of it is, do you know when other clubs go through those depths, and you think, oh, it's okay, they'll come back. You know, Man United go through a dip or you know, whatever these teams go through a dip. Leicester's different because the history isn't there. So when you're going to get players, you're going to have to keep on doing what you've done before, i.e be the best of the best at getting good value and, you know, like the Cantes, which they've done before, and, and the Vardy's, etc. get them in, get them in cheap and, you know, get the best value out of them. Maguire, even, I dare, dare, dare I say it, <laughs> mm. <laughs> sort of yeah. players. Um, but that's another one that's easy to say, but everyone's trying to do that just now. Maybe some of the players that they were getting before, you know, maybe Arsenal are getting them now. The, you know, they're fine. They're... Scouring the planet, and you mentioned the number of players at Arsenal, but that Saliba—I mean, wow! Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the the monies that have been spent, and some other centre backs around the place, and you think, wow, it's all about you know being sensible with that, but it's hard to do because every single team in the Premier League is trying to do it, and you need to you need to get a load of those deci- decisions right. For Brendan Rodgers, I mean, within the game, there are a lot of people that I'm not one of them, but there are a lot of people that think, well, because of what he did with Celtic, you know, get out of there, you know, really quickly. He made sure he took care of himself because he made sure he, he did the best he could for himself. Every manager does that. Mm. <laughs> That's what they do. They, they make Because they know the star can fall in milliseconds, as we're seeing now with Brendan Rodgers. The star was very, very high until very recently. Um, but just looking at that, you, you do worry about Leicester a little bit just now. They have got good players. And by the way, they didn't stink against Spurs. I don't know if you watched the game. They were actually pretty good for long periods of that game. Um, But they get absolutely trounced by, obviously, Son made a big difference, you know, to score those three goals when they come in. But the way Spurs are playing just now, they they can actually do that to most teams, Spurs. Mm. You know, if you've got Kylosesi, you've got Kane, you've got Son, you stick with Charleston on top of that. They'll score a whole bunch of goals. I don't think that'll be the last time they scored six this season but that doesn't take away for the fact that for Leicester now, it's it's pure survival. That's all it is now. It's just survival.
0: It's hard to know what the hierarchy is thinking on Rodgers' is, because as you said, they've lost players, they haven't brought in any players, so it would be, you know, uh, noteworthy to get rid of him, but then, is the next man going to do a better job necessarily?
1: Well, you know, there's some there's some very good players there, but the next man in has got a monster job, you know, but every everybody wants to work in the Premier League, so you're not maybe going to get the best of the best of the best, but there's, there's great managers out there. There's lots around Europe, there's a lot of people who would take that job that are decent managers, you know, in a, in a heartbeat, mm. and they could maybe get something completely different out of them. I wonder what Thomas Tuchel doing just now. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, so there's a whole bunch. They can get, a, if they want to change it, they can change it. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. And it's, you know, if it's the 10 million or whatever it is for Brendan and his team, then I don't think that's a big deal, but they won't do that until they know they've got somebody who they think. Buys into their methodology, and it's again, it's the easiest thing to say. But when you're floundering like this, do you know what it is anymore? Do you think we need a rebuild? Because I tell you what, you don't doing a rebuild during a season when you can't add anybody else, and you're bottom the league, is unbelievably hard in the Premier League. Unbelievably hard.
0: We'll have all eyes in Hampden Park next Saturday, 7:45 Ireland against Scotland. So. Uh, top of my head, Ireland have two players playing regularly in the Premier League in Gavin Bizzuno, in goals for Southampton and Nathan Collins, who Jack Grealish got to meet at the weekend. So the Scots have uh, quite a few more. You have Aaron Hickey, Brentford. You have Kieran Tierney, Nathan Patterson, who's uh, nudged in for the time being ahead of Seamus, uh, Scott McKenna, Nottingham Forest, Billy Gilmore. At Brighton, John McGinn at Villa, Scott McTominay, of course, Stuart Armstrong, Southampton, Che Adams, Southampton, Ryan Christie, Bournemouth, Ryan Fraser, Newcastle. That's a healthy enough uh, quotient, I have to say. Um, when we, well, when Ireland, when we won in Dublin, Scotland were fresh off the back of losing to Ukraine in that World Cup playoff and, and seemed somewhat lethargic. What uh, Scotland are we headed towards on Saturday?
1: Well, that's the one we're all desperate to see. I was at the Aviva that day, um, fresh off my fantastic weekend in Carlo, which I can't forget. Oh, yeah. Um, and Stevie Clark's got an amazing amount out of that group of players. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's not exactly the golden generation, but it's a very strong generation that Scotland have got just now. Um, so the, the shock of the poor performance against Ireland was really, really quite stunning. Now, he's, he's still got a decent amount of capital, you know, in the bank, Stevie Clark. But there there was a few mumblings around saying, well, is that it? Is that as far as we've gone? Is that golden run where Scotland got a lot of luck as well, you know, especially get to get through to the Euros. So there is a concern. And the game against Ireland, I, I don't think it has been disrespectful because of the reasons you've just given me there, because of the players that are playing at the top level in England. The expectation wasn't for Scotland to, to be the second best team by a distance mm-hmm. in that game and by a good distance in that game so this is a huge one uh, for Scotland and Stevie Clark uh, they need to get the best out of it Robertson's not available I don't think nope. um, but seeing as we're coming down with fullbacks, we're, we're not over worried about that mm. at the moment um, because Hickey can play there but obviously Tierney's fine for there as well so we're actually okay with that problem Scotland's got is we, we can look a bit a bit soft up front and Jay Adams is a very good technical player but after that, you start really struggling a little bit to get, you know, Christie's a good player. There are good players there, but an out-and-out out striker, all you need to do is look at the top level of Scottish football and say, right, okay, where's the strikers? And they're not Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> Generally not Scottish. And then you look down south, there are players that are playing down south. They're in centre-forwards. And uh, if there's two areas that Scotland have struggled at, it, it's centre-back and centre-forward to really get something special together. And I don't think that's any different now. And I think Ireland will be acutely aware of that. Mm. So it's going to be a tough one for Scotland. And again, good news. We're playing Ukraine again just before. <laughs> we're playing Ukraine Wednesday night. So Jeez. setting the stars uh, to see how that one will go. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. But I expect a lot better from uh, Stevie Clark's side this time. And yeah. Certainly you'll get more fight and more battle because it's at Hampden Park.
0: Yeah, I would have thought so. It should be an interesting game in that respect. So uh, we might chat to you about it next week. We're slightly shorter than usual this evening, Pat, but thank you so much. Pleasure as ever, guys. Cheers. Pat and Evan with us on the line there. Uh, as ever, our football coverage here on Off The Ball is with thanks to Sky. We'll take a short break. Graeme Hunter's with us next. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports.